and welcome to Season 2, Episode 6 of the Raider Power Podcast. I'm Ryan, and with me as always is my man Moss and our guy Evan. How are we doing today, fellas? I'm doing okay, man. Just uh, flew in from L.A. to Boston. Uh, pretty shitty weather out here, not gonna lie. Evan, how are you doing, man? Uh, doing pretty well. I've had time to quit licking my wounds, so I moved on. Licking your wounds? Licking my wounds, man. I'm still licking. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still wounded. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no, it's good to have you here in Boston, Chris. Um, good yeah, to I mean, be here. It, it, it's always great. We can and get this... a couple of guys together. Hopefully, by the end of this season, we'll have all three podcasters in one location, giving you guys the podcast of the century. But, um, you know, as you said, licking the wounds, and that's because, as we figured, uh, Texas Tech goes into Oklahoma and puts up a fat, fat loss. Yeah, uh, fat loss, I think, is the uh, best way to describe that game. Uh, Evan, can you give us your initial thoughts on that one there, bud? Yeah, um, it was terrible all the way around. Um, I thought the only bright spot um, was our special teams. Our punting was decent. I thought our D-line played okay. Other than that, everything was absolutely terrible. Yeah, we've been kind of harping on the how the special teams has been playing so well the last couple games, and uh, that's really been it. Huh? I mean, it's kind of incredible. McNamara is an unbelievable punter. Um, you know, as we always say, there can only be one Dom, but uh, McNamara is really putting on a show this season. Granted, I would like it if he didn't have to punt so much, mm-hmm. but he uses that leg well. Um, you know, I will say... Uh, Tech doesn't really turn the ball over, which is a positive. We end up punting a lot, but they really do possess the ball well. Mm. Um, so if you want to pull, you know, the slightest positive out of that, it could be, you know, we at least protect the ball. We can't get it downfield, but we don't give it back to them in good field position. Do you think that they, since they're not, you know, having turnovers, that's because of the play calling not being risky enough? I mean, it's boring. Evan, your thoughts on that? I thought the play call yeah, has been I, I, pretty conservative. I think that's part, part of it. Um, yeah, I was very, very, very disappointed with Yost in, a, in, in Norman. I thought that the, uh, the play calling overall was just absolutely pitiful. Um, you know, starting off at the beginning of the game, Tyner coming in. First of all, why in the world was Tyner starting? I mean, he looked terrible. I'm sure he's a nice guy. No offense to the guy, rice but guy? he, you mean he rice guy. looked yeah. the rice guy. Yeah. Holy crap, he looked bad. I mean, that's probably why they only let him throw the ball five times. Yeah. <laughs> to get yep. your yeah. ass out of there, dude. R- rice guy um, was did not look impressive at all. Um, he he looked. What do you have? He was really one bad. for five for two yards. Yeah. In hell his first of a start for Texas Tech. Line. Hell Ooh. of a stat line as a Texas Tech starting QB. One for five for two yards. I could do that, bud. Yeah, Jet Duffy actually had a pretty good game, though. Uh, Evan, what, what do you think, man? Yeah, I think that I think Jet looked good, um, but again, we talked in last week's podcast. OU's got a good defense, but they're not even you know remotely top of the nation. I don't even think they crack top fifty in overall defense. Um, and so, if we're putting up those kind of numbers. Um, from Jet, you know, 11 for 20 for 120 yards, zero touchdowns. That's pretty tough. And I think moving forward, um, you know, they're going to have to really work with Jet and figure out what's not working. Um, and I think a lot of it, again, is play calling. 
I don't want to put all the blame on Yost, but man, I've, I've just been really disappointed with him because he comes in and he's supposed to be this high powered offensive guru. And it seems to me that he is not living up to the hype. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> high powered is definitely not the way he's come out the, uh, the gates. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you just like look at the play calling here, we're down 30 points to, to OU. You think that the options are okay. We got to try to throw the ball. Even if we don't have our starting quarterback, we got Jet Duffy in. And, you know, we threw the – Jet Duffy threw the ball 20 times. So we threw the ball a total of 25 times in a game where we lost by 40. Mm. I mean, that's the most conservative play calling you could imagine. And they're not even throwing the ball downfield. Duffy's 11 for 20 for 120 yards. He's averaging like six yards an attempt. Like, that's absolutely brutal. Yeah. He's just throwing check down Charlie passes, and you're never going to get down the field that way. You're not going to score, and you're sure as shit not going to come back from a big deficit. I mean, they're running the ball over 30 times, yeah. and they're throwing the ball 25 when you're down 40 points. I understand if you're winning the game, that's how you call a game, or if it's a close game, you want to control the clock, sure. But when you're getting dominated, you have to try to air the ball out. you got to try to open up some lanes. you got to do something to try to score For some sure. points. And part of that low number, I mean, you know, we, we struggled getting first downs, right? So yeah. when you're going three and out, three and out, and, and barely converting um, and getting down the field, <laughs> we just didn't have, um, you know, we, we couldn't extend any drives. But um, I'll tell you, I, it was a tough way to watch the game. So I actually, um, on Saturday, we did a little fly fishing trip. I floated the Colorado. <laughs> Not a big deal. Uh, with, mm. Not a big deal. No big deal. Floated to Colorado with my brother-in-law and my dad. And mm. so we got back to the house at probably, I don't know, 830 or so. And we had the game completely recorded. You know, we were everyone was in dark mode on their phone, airplane mode all day. That's dedication, so that was, Evan. That's incredible. That was almost, <laughs> hey, you got to do what you got to do. But that was almost worse because it was, you know, we looked terrible. We'd fast forward through everything and then it was just constant constant terrible you know i didn't even get a break in the commercials to calm down i mean yeah dark mode the dark mood dark mode to dark that's right that is the theme of the season right now but you know what to try to take ourselves out of this dark mood why don't we crack the cold one fellas get this night going a little bit better huh (laughs) cold as the rockies (laughs) but you know i will say I had low expectations. Oh, I had and extremely I, I'm low I'm going to admit, I, too, was not home for the game. I went golfing. <laughs> I, was, I was also golfing, Ryan. After the, <sighs> after the second quarter, I, uh, I needed to get out of the house. You know, I tracked it, and every single time I saw a score, I was hoping it would say Texas Tech, and it didn't. Um, but to pull a couple other positives, you know, we possessed the ball without turning it over. Granted, we didn't get first downs, but we didn't turn it over. And we caused... I think Oklahoma's first turnover of the season. Jalen Hurts threw an interception. Uh, Coleman got his third of the season or fourth yep. of the season. And um, you know what? The defense, you know, for as much as Oklahoma had the ball, because, you know, like we said, uh, our possessions weren't too long, we held that high-powered offense in check. <laughs> Only re- reasonable. five points. I mean, I know. It's a ridiculous thing to say, but reasonably – that wasn't as bad as it could have been. And Jalen Hurts didn't even play the entire game. He never plays the whole game. Okay. Let's be fair. I mean, at least the back I mean, team lights up like they have other teams. Mm. Good problem. OU is the best offense in the nation right now. No question. Yeah. And so, you know, they're putting up those those type of numbers. You know, I, our defense did everything that they could, I think. 
But um, you may disagree with me here, but I think a large portion of the problem is that Wells is working with what Cliff left us with, really and truly. Um, he did what he could to recruit players I mean, coming in, but I, I, and I really do believe that. I mean, our recruiting was never strong under Kingsbury, especially towards the end there. Um, but, we lose our I'm key players. Hop in and like on the offensive side of the ball, what Cliff worked with, it worked. We were putting up numbers. We produced right. even with Chet right. Duffy. Right. I'm saying I, I, again, it's a combo, right? I mean, there, no one would argue that Tech isn't even in the conversation for top talent uh, no. in the Big Twelve with no. with the players that we have. It's Texas so and it's, Oklahoma. In Oklahoma so, State. When that's combined with bad play calling, that's a recipe for disaster. No uh, question. Oh uh, yeah, hundred percent agree. Speaking on that. of tiers, break down the tiers in the Big Twelve for recruiting. All right, I'm gonna say top tier standalone is Oklahoma and Texas. I would agree with that. They're they're where they are, and then next you bring in Oklahoma State. Um, I mean Oklahoma State, Baylor, and Kansas State. They're yeah. all decent recruiters. TCU. That, and then, like, Tech and TCU. No, TCU and then Kansas, lost. And then Kansas is just, like, somewhere in a trash can burning. <laughs> <laughs> Don't forget Iowa State, too. They're oh, bringing shit. in big-time recruits. Yeah, they got all those Midwest boys. I feel like we're right above Kansas right now. That's No, that hurts, but, like, maybe. Mm-hmm. I, I, wouldn't, I would not argue. I bet that we are ninth in the Big 12 in recruiting. I would be surprised if we were higher. And that really hurts because there's only 10 teams. <laughs> yep. Um, yeah, but I would when you say, say Big 12, I mean, ninth. Yeah. Not oh, bad. Oh, only 9 out of 12? No, yeah. it's 9 out of 10. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you know. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, it's our, t- our recruiting is probably bottom barrel right now um, on the football side of things. I don't even know how we're going to pull ourselves out of that. I know what you do. You take that goddamn seven-foot lineman and you put him in the game. I want to see is Trevor he, Robinson has roll he got a, people. Has he got a snap yet? I don't think so. I haven't seen him. I think I would notice it. Uh, yeah, true. He's a gigantic human being. So, pros and cons. I mean, we've kind of gone over that for the game, but uh, any standout players you guys saw uh, against Oklahoma that did something good? I mean, I- I'll say Sir Roderick Thompson. I mean, granted, like I said, we need to be throwing the ball, but he averaged seven and a half yards a carry on 13 carries. Like, that is impressive for sure. Um, and Coleman on the defensive side of the ball played well. Other than that, I don't Austin have too much. Austin Mac Oh, of course. Oh, the boy, hey, Mac. Yep. Mac Daddy. Mac did it. Um, yeah. Mac that's do, really all Mac I, all I got is, like, those three. Big Mac. Big Mac. Big Mac. Going with Big Mac from now on. Oh, and you got anybody? I would agree with the ones you mentioned, man. Um, I, w- I was happy with how Duffy played. Um, he didn't make terrible decisions in my opinion like he did last year i think he's progressed in that i think he's gonna get better um but yeah there wasn't really any major standouts this game other than those that you mentioned um you know one player i want to mention uh let's talk about on one of the interceptions the the low block from eli howard that's caught a lot of controversy what did you guys see in that and and so, did you think it was dirty? Did you think it was intentional? What are your thoughts? I, I saw what his response was on Twitter saying, you know, I understand everyone's upset. Uh, I thought our guy was going to stay in bounds, so I went to make the block. Um, I, I believe him on that standpoint, but even if the guy was staying in bounds, that's a dangerous play. And I, I kind of equi- like 
equate it to, you know, he's a defensive player. He doesn't really know how to block downfield, maybe. He just thinks, like, yeah. oh, I'm just going to take this guy out any way I can. And he dove at his leg. And, I mean, it's yeah. not a smart play, but I don't think it was ill-willed. I, I would totally I to- agree I with totally that. I totally agree. I would agree with that. And I love what he said, and I can't remember exactly what it said, but it was something to the effect that, you know, it's e- really easy to judge whenever you can slow it down on film. You know, mm-hmm. whenever you're in the heat of the moment, it's it's bang, bang. You know, like yeah. he's just trying to make a play and, and, you know, it is a split second like he's got to make a play. So was it bad form and did he execute poorly? Absolutely. But I do not think it was intentional at all. Yeah, agreed. I mean, <laughs> whenever you see stuff like that, though, it is like scary like that. He could have torn that guy's ACL. He could have just ended that Absolutely. career. But, uh, Very thankful that he's OK. Yeah, for sure. Um, also on the defensive side, speaking of uh, bad execution, I mean, Jordan Brooks was a ghost. Yeah. He didn't do anything. He had one tackle. He had one tackle. I think he had five assists, you know, so he was he, he was moving around for sure, but he sure, certainly didn't look like the dominant dominant I mean, force that he has he, been in the past like, few games. He's been grabbing like ten tackles a game. He's been leading yeah. the defense. And I just didn't yep. see it. Like him, Broderick Washington, and Adrian Fry. They all did really nothing, and like Adrian Fry in the secondary got absolutely torched yeah, by CD Lamb. Mm-hmm. CD Lamb was eaten. Yeah, but you're talking about an, you know he's the best receiver Fry in like versus, college football. Yeah, versus Lamb, who's yeah. you know going to the NFL. He's gonna be a first round draft pick. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. I mean, Fry was yeah. first team All Big Twelve. Yeah, but we're talking about explosive speed versus good decision making and being in the right places. Yeah, no, I mean, you're right. Yeah, I'm right. <laughs> On record, I'm right. Yeah, fuck up. Well, you know, with that, uh, the combo of Hurts and Lamb is just dangerous, you yeah. know. It wasn't, it wasn't just Lamb's explosive plays. Let, let's move on to Jalen. That dude looks every bit um, of a potential back-to-back-to-back Heisman for OU, as much mm-hmm. as it pains me to say. But, I mean, he looked flawless. I mean, really I, would, I don't know how he doesn't get the the back to back to back Heisman. I mean, he threw. This was like maybe one of his worst games of the season, and it was an incredible game. Yeah, he threw for over yeah. four hundred yards, three yep. touchdowns, ran for another seventy and a touchdown. But like you're like, oh shit, you know he didn't throw for five hundred and five and run for one fifty, so pretty bad game. Yeah, <laughs> I mean what we're seeing is an explosive passer and then just an incredible athlete on the ground. I think everyone knows that. So. And yeah, with he, this Lincoln Riley offense, yeah, it's it's disgusting. Oklahoma got well, a great I, deal getting him. I will say, what's making me mad is you know, I I can't help and I but looking at social media kind of after a bad loss, just to kind of see what everyone's saying. But it really makes me mad when people are calling for Wells' head, you know, this early on. Um, I mean, you got to remember again, in my opinion, he's working with what he has. That was his you know fourth game in, um, but. Let's remember what – let's look at the Beard scenario. You know, he came in and he didn't – he wasn't cream of the crop right away. You know, he he didn't get blown out like, like Wells did at OU. But also, um, you know yeah, – Tubby Smith, though, had a good recruiting class prior to him coming in. Yeah, that's a, that's a great point, Chris. Um, and so or, – or Tim Tadlock, for that matter. Look yeah. at his first season – or first two seasons, I think. Um you know, let, let's give this guy a chance. If there's someone I believe in at Tech, it's Kirby. It's Kirby Holcutt. He knows yeah. what he's doing when he's recruiting, you know, these guys to, to be our head coaches. And we've seen what he's done with our other programs. Let's give Matt Wells a chance. I think it's ridiculous that people are saying, 
you know, Wells is terrible. You know, get yeah. rid of Wells. Hey, I mean, that's also recruited Cliff, though, Evan. And Cliff, yeah, I know. Cliff is go. But, uh, no, I'm going <laughs> to agree with you with, like, it's too early to call for Wells' head. And like you said at the beginning of the season, it seems like, you know, he's instituting a good um, kind of feel for the rock, locker room and kind of just good, I don't know, vibes all around. He, he's, like, setting up the program, I think, in a successful way. But is it okay if I call for Yost's head? Because I want his <laughs> fucking head. The mop? You're calling Dude, for I, the mop? I'm having trouble. I'm having trouble supporting Yost right now. Of course I will. But, I mean, ah, man, I I had this such high expectations. We saw the unbelievable offense that Utah State was running. You know, we Yost comes in, and it's just it's just been very, as you said, conservative. I it's mean, okay being conservative against Montana State and UTEP. Yeah. You don't got to be risky. Like, but I, the play calling against Arizona and OU has been terrible. Like, I understand the, the play calling against OU. Like, obviously, I would have liked to see it, like I said earlier, to be a little more aggressive. I get he's not working with the, his first quarterback. I get it's Oklahoma. But, like, I just go back to that Arizona game. And I am still livid at the play calling of that Arizona game. Oh, yeah. Like, we had a chance to definitely win that game. And they were just the, – the offensive game plan was shit. Yeah. And you can go back to that uh, – I mean, I guess it wasn't Yost's fault to go for it on fourth for the fake field goal. Hey, he's the play caller. But that would have kept us in the game. I mean, yeah, that Arizona – the Arizona loss still hurts more than this Oklahoma loss, in my opinion. I agree. Agreed. I, I agree with that. Because if we were 3-1 and one right now, I would have a total different outlook on the season versus 2-2 two and two going into Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State, Baylor, and then Iowa State. Yeah. Exactly, and you know this oh. is this is going to turn our season, you know, into you know a five and two season, or we're going to be two and five. I don't see us if things aren't figured out. If they don't turn on a light switch, we're we're going to lose either all three games or we're going to win all three games. Well, that's my opinion. Speaking of light switch, what do we have to turn on to beat this Oklahoma State team? Evan, go ahead because my I'm still thinking about it right now. Yeah. Um absolutely every part of our game that we played has to be better. I know that's a, a, a terrible answer, but really and truly, um, Oklahoma State's another high-powered offense. Thank God that we have them at the Jones. You know, hopefully we can rally and, and try to play better and protect home field. But um, I am happy with the outcome of OU. One Another positive is that we've identified Jet as the starter moving forward. You know, he's going to get all of his um, reps with the number one guys. Um, you know, they're not going to have a decision to make. So uh, we know how we can formulate our game plan around Jet. So I think that was a part of a struggle moving into OU. You know, we had two guys that we didn't know who we were going to execute on. So we had more than likely two completely separate game plans that we had to prep for. So going into Oklahoma State, that's going to be a big positive is that we know who's taking the reins at quarterback. Um, our defense is going to have to play a lot better, um, hands down, like, like I said, with this explosive offense. Our O-line's got to play better. Um, I mean, <laughs> really all facets of the game, fellas, we have to play better in. Um, so what, something – Do you have thoughts on kind of what's yeah. most important? Run defense. So, so something I was reading about earlier that I found interesting is um, what's called like our Havoc stats. So Havoc is – the amount of tackles for loss, uh, interceptions, passes, deflected, fumbles that you have in a game. Uh, so sacks included. And Texas Tech is actually top 15 in like offensive 
uh, preventing havoc. So even after that Oklahoma game, we are one of the best teams in the country at not turning the ball over and not getting plays for a loss, believe it or not. Interesting. And Oklahoma State is uh, like 100 in the country in defensive havoc. So that means we should be able to possess this ball. We should get plays for a loss. We should be able to, you know, if we have a good offensive game plan, which we haven't seen yet, we need to have, which I hope, like you said, naming Jed as the starter will help. We should be able to possess the ball and get it down the field. Are you saying that Oklahoma State is susceptible to getting sacked? I'm saying Oklahoma State plays? is not going to make big plays on defense against our offense. But does that mean we can make big plays on offense? Huh, that's another stat. That's explosive because offense. Because if they can't stop big and our, plays our on defense. our explosive offense last game. And we have no offense. Hey, no. I uh, haven't seen one explosive. I've seen one, actually. One explosive play on offense, and that was against... Was that against UTEP when uh, Bowman threw that ball to Vasher? That that was a sick pass? No, it does not help us on explosive plays, but what it should help us with is time of possession. Yeah. And it should keep our defense off the field, keep them fresh, which is huge for this game when you're playing against an explosive offense like Oklahoma State. I, I feel you. One more thought. Oklahoma State is out for blood. You know, we rolled into Stillwater last year and Cliff. stole a game with Cliff. Game. Hey, I get it. Barry. I know what you. I know what you're getting at. Hey, we rolled into Stillwater and we stole a game. They're going to try to roll into the Jones and do the same. They're out for blood. Now, what I'm going to be really disappointed with is if our fans don't show up and 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 get rowdy for this team because, um, you know, these players are. You know, let's face it, they're probably a little bit down. Um, they're they they need they need our fans to rally behind them big time. The Jones needs to be rocking. It needs to be rowdy. Uh, and, and we need to show up for our boys for sure. Evan, are you going? I'm not going after that speech. <laughs> you know, you know I, it's okay. You have no excuse if you Evan, live in Lubbock, Texas. Buy a Texas, ticket right again. now on air. What's that? Buy a ticket right now on air, please. Dude, <laughs> I, I absolutely would if I could. I'm going, you know me, I'm going to the majority of the home games. I'm going That's to at least saying something for a guy living in Denver. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, come on. Cut me a break. I can't All go to every right, single fine, one. Fine, fine, I would fine, if fine. I could. But I'm not our, going. Students, <laughs> our students have got to show up. Season ticket holders have got to show up. Um, and they got to be positive. And, you know, it can't be – it can't feel like a funeral out there whenever they're warming yeah. up and whenever they're getting ready to play. I think we're going to sell out. I think this will be – what else is going on on I mean, Monday this, this is also the first big home game. Yeah. Right? Like you're 100% right. You can't give up on the season when you start 2-2. Two and two. This is the first big home game, and you're right. The team needs the fans because we need to show up big against this Oklahoma State team. And I think that a big thing is just, like we've said, stopping the explosive plays. They got Chubba in the backfield, and Chubba can run. I mean, technically, just talking out here, we can still win the Big 12. That's a good point. Technically, we could still win the Big 12. So, (laughs) fans, what does Chris Beard always say? Fans and uh, season ticket holders. Uh, we're going to need your support. Um, That's right. Yeah. I mean, we're going to need you out there. I won't be there. Neither will hey, Evan. Hey, but we, we're going to need you. We won the Big 12 in, fo- in basketball. We won the Big 12 in baseball. And we won the, the Big judging. 12 in track and field. Did you know that? And meat judging? Meat judging. Yeah, meat judging. That's four for four, folks. You think we won't go five for five? Test us. <laughs> Test us, baby. <laughs> oh, but, you know... I think that just about wraps up what's going to happen next week because <laughs> it's going to be a hell of a game this Saturday. Hopefully we can come out on top, but it's going to take everything we have. The, uh, uh, the spread is plus 10 for Texas Tech. Evan, are you taking that? 
Oh, I hate, I, I, yeah, I know you hate me asking you score questions. Yeah, uh, yeah, I, Ryan, I, I, Ryan I ain't answering. Plus ten. Well, I'm gonna be with you on Saturday, so it's gonna be real hard to not take it. But uh, I'm not gonna want to. But I, I'm, I might. I don't know. I might take the over in that one. Yeah, that's a good point. Oklahoma State might put up some. The points. over, the over is has been exposed. I thought the under was the play with Oklahoma. Yeah, it hit the over last week by half a point. Okay, well. It's still been slightly exposed. It it's was been exposed. exposed. It's it, was been exposed. Ex- it was exposed. It's exposed. <laughs> All right, folks, it's exposed. Um, but, I mean, I think that just about wraps us up for this week, fellas. Uh, as we said, hopefully we can get a win here, and, you know, things can turn to a more positive note on the podcast. Maybe we'll start praising Yost if he starts putting together some good game plans. But uh, other than that, I think we just got to sit back and wait for Saturday. Yeah, I'm hoping Yo starts doing some good because I've got some great, you know, nicknames for him in a positive light versus can, just calling him Mophead. Can we can we get one preview? <laughs> no, I'm not giving you any previews until I start seeing something. That's from this fair. Guy. That's fair. I respect that. I respect that. He's either the guy from Dumb and Dumber right now, yep. or Mophead, or Owen Wilson, or no, Owen Wilson's too positive. I'm talking about like a mop to clean your floors. Wow, he's got to clean up the mess. <laughs> I was just about to go there. <laughs> <laughs> he's got to clean up the mess that he's made in the kitchen by mopping it up, and wow. then I'll give him yeah, and then wow, maybe wow. I'll give him a good wow. <laughs> <laughs> Evan, any closing thoughts? Man, uh, I hope the uh, podcast is a hell of a lot more positive next week. I love it. Yeah, Evan's been sobbing on air. If you guys can't see this, he's, he's got a hat, his hat a frown and been crying all podcast. It's yeah. been kind of sad. It, it's a little depressing. Yeah. Big time tears. All right. Well, <laughs> I'm Ryan. And I'm Chris. And I'm Evan. And this has been the Raider Power Podcast. Guns up, fellas. Guns up. Pew, Guns pew. up, baby. Pew, 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 pew. <laughs>